Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from April the 2nd, 1988. That's right, we're in the April. Man, rolling right along. Doc and I did the Clash of the Champions 1. Last week you got that one on the $5 Patreon tier. Plus, you know, we came off that episode with Dusty brutalizing Tully. But that's neither here nor there. For right now, let me welcome in the two stars of the show. Doc, how you doing, man? I'm good. Let's go to the ring. Uh, Hopper, how are you, man? I'm doing great. That's an, that's, a, that's an inside joke, by the way. It's an inside joke. But um, just for the record, so Doc's computer literally died about 30 minutes before we started. He is on his phone, although on the Skype app. So if he sounds a little different... That is why I just wanted you I'm to not know on that. The moon. I'm not on the moon, but I may be on a satellite circling the Earth. Yeah, you sound good. I always sound good. I look good, too, pal. You see? It's because it's the Skype app, and he's through his Wi-Fi. That's why it sounds so damn good, and not through a goddamn cell tower. That's the difference. So, anyway... Oh. But uh, we just cut a nice little 20-minute-long uh, pre-show uh, where Harper read us a filthy meme. Uh, it wasn't even a meme. Actually, it was a tweet. But thank you, Harper. We appreciate that. Harper, you, you doing all right, though, today? I'm doing great, sir. That's great, man. I'm glad to hear. So uh, it sounds like Doc wants to get rolling, so we, we may as well just uh, mention a couple of things. One, a uh, special shout-out to our largest page contributors monthly who are disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie. Doc, by the way, he... Uh, Said he appreciated the promo you tried to cut on him, but uh, other than that, uh, nice try, but it hit the it didn't hit the mark. Uh, Kyle Riley and Mike Childry. So I wanted to mention that. Couple of shout outs. So Kevin Carter, longtime listener, signed up and is now a member of the elite and exclusive BTT Army member as a brand new Hall of Fame Patreon member. So thank you, Kevin, for joining not only Patreon but signing up as a Hall of Famer. Ethan Allen. Thanks for bumping up your Patreon. Enjoy the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-view, the one we did on the bunkhouse. Enjoy the Clash of Champions that dropped last week and all the other stuff on the $5 tier as well. And then George Davis, new Patreon member. Thank you, George, George as well. 200-plus episodes for our patrons up right now. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. So, Kevin, Ethan, George, thank you very much. We definitely appreciate it. Doc, I told you ahead of and um, Hopper, I didn't tell you this, but I got a story. Uh-huh. From Ben Martin in our Facebook group. It's um from uh it's about Tracy Smothers. So you know a lot of times when we first started Smoky Mountain, we would talk about Carl Styles. Remember that, Doc? 
Where's Carl Stiles? Where's Stiles? Where's Dutch? Where's Stiles? Hopper, you joined us during Smoky Mountain late. Do you remember? Um, that Carl sounds. Stiles? Who was that? It, it sounds familiar. He was the big goofy bastard that stood behind Dutch. And the reason you oh, started, yeah. the reason you started Smoky Mountain late was that Mike didn't trust that you would be able to keep a commitment of follow through to do Smoky Mountain, and I had to convince him that you you needed to come along for the journey. That's it. Yeah. That's what happened. Well, for, first I'm off, that's a lie. Thanks, Hopper. I, I thought you remember. But anyway, he was a goofy bastard. But anyway, so Ben sent me a story about Carl Stiles and Tracy Smothers that I had no clue about. And then he also told me another story because the, our Tracy Smothers interview up on the Facebook page was getting some traction. And he said, reading all the Tracy Smothers tweets reminds me of when wrestling Carl, uh, when he was wrestling Carl Stiles here in Murphy, North Carolina. Carl said he was getting a partner after Tracy and Chris Michaels jumped in like they were they had jumped him. Tracy got on the mic and said, go get Robert Gibson. You can be called the lookouts. One can look one way and the other can look the other. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stiles had a so, glass eye, right? Yeah. Well, that's what, ben, that's what Ben said. Carl has a glass eye. And, of course, we know Robert had one, too. So. Then Bobby Murray on the Facebook group chimed in and said, Ricky Morton said on an interview back in the day, he always let Robert drive because he was safe. He was always looking in both directions. That's nice. Aww. That's his partner that said that. Come on. <laughs> so one more from Ben, and this is related to the first story. So Ben was saying a good follow-up on just uh, Carl Stiles and Tracy Smothers thing. He says, we were in a bar, WrestleCade weekend, the year of the Smoky Mountain reunion. I think that was 2017. He says uh, it was him and his buddy. He didn't want to mention a buddy's name. Um, he calls him Scribe. So his friend Scribe runs into Tracy. And Scribe says, this is my friend Ben from the mountains. Evidently, that's a running joke. He says, mountains of where I stay. Um, I'm from the west end of North Carolina, he says. You know where Carl Stiles is from. And then he says, unfortunately, yes, he says, Tracy says that fucker still owes me money. You see him one, you see one eye lately, and I said, "No, sir, I haven't seen or heard from him since he stopped running shows." Tracy grins and says, "I like Carl, but he is a money mark, and he fucked up a lot of people, man." So <laughs> evidently, uh, Carl Styles owes Tracy Smothers money to this day, and um, you know, as cool Tracy as Tracy is, that's kind of messed up, man. So anyway, uh, interesting stuff. So when we asked Doc where Styles. And Dutch would say that. Uh, maybe that's why he never showed back up. Yeah, remember what? that. He Carl Stiles was, he was also a jobber, jobber on uh, our NWA Saturday nights when we first started. So there's your tie-in. Do you, Harper, you, you said you remember when Dutch was saying that? Where's Stiles? Where's Stiles? Or, or... Yeah, because he was standing like in the back and he, and he just kind of, he didn't do anything and then he disappeared. He disappeared, like, and it was gone. Right. You just like I don't know, bro. And then, and and that's about the time you started seeing some of those guys disappear with that, like uh, Barry Horowitz. He kind of disappeared. Yeah. And that and uh, uh, Koloff and his fucking Russian cousin, whoever the fuck that guy was. Jesus Christ, that guy. Yeah, remember that Ben Jordan, yeah. Tommy Angel. Yeah. Well, Tommy Angel still pops up every now and then, though. No, he doesn't. He hasn't been in Smoky Mountain in a year and a half. Yeah. It's been that Shut long? Shut up. Yep. That's right. He's been on Saturday night, though. Yeah. 
All right. All right, Doc, you ready to go to the ring? I- I've been ready, actually. <laughs> all right y'all so we i'm already going... start, i'm already starting to get a little tired here so we might want to <laughs> we're gonna do april 2nd 1988 saturday night on tbs the inside joke is doc always wastes about 20 minutes of the show i don't say waste that's not a good way to put it doc always gets his flips and dives and his spots in on the first 25 minutes and when we get to about 60 to 70 minutes He's all tuckered out. He's texting me, bro, we got to wrap up. I'm getting tired. I'm falling yeah. asleep. <laughs> but, but he's the main one at the very beginning who we can't even get the sto- show started because of him. So that's the exactly. inside joke, everyone. Oh, guess who turned 50? <laughs> Random. Go ahead. Jennifer Lopez. And that makes you want to fucking just by the rest of you just bitches gotta step up man cause she's 50 years old and she looks better than a chick that's 25 fucking years old what would you do to her Harper everything every goddamn thing Fuck, I'd be kinda no. I'd be nervous <laughs> God, that bad man. huh mm, that ass damn alright man calm down over there mm. alright we'll, we'll get started April 2nd 1988 the show starts we get a replay of Dusty attacking Jim Crockett again, along with Tully. They remind us that Barry and Lex are the new NWA World Tag Team Champions, as Doc and I discussed on the Clash of Champions. So if you want to hear more about that, become a patron. Other than that, that's all that goes down in the very opening. Uh, right after the opening of the show, it cuts into the studio. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to hit the little fast-forward gimmick and get us to J.J. Dillon, who is out there cutting a promo because he's mad. Mr. James J. Dillon, leader of the Four Horsemen. I know there's been meetings all week with the NWA Board of Directors. Well, Tony, I have a very, very busy week. And, of course, as you've already mentioned, a situation unfolded here right in front of our very eyes in this very studio one week ago. And the NWA Board of Directors have been meeting not only once but on several occasions this week and in various cities around the country. As soon as one meeting breaks up a day or so later, they get together again in another city. And it's obvious we've got a very delicate situation here that they're having trouble deciding how they're going to handle. The problem I'm having is I had tapes made, sent to everybody. Uh, nobody wants to meet with me one-on-one. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say because I'm very definite in my opinions about the situation that took place. But I can already read between the lines that there's a a lot of differing opinions among the uh, board of directors because here on one hand is a man that was three times world champion, a standard bearer, if you would, for the NWA, the the man that everybody looked up to, the epitome, and this same man finally succumbed to the pressure. He finally snapped, he finally cracked, and of all places for it to happen, (laughs) unfortunately, was right here on national television. So unfortunately, there are a few people, I'm sure, in the NWA that would like to try and somehow maybe bend over backwards for the American dream, but it was so graphic and so violent right here and in national television, the NWA just cannot close their eyes to it. And even though there hasn't been a final vote, I can feel it's coming pretty soon and I'm confident I'm gonna keep staying with them, I'm gonna keep following them, and I'm sure when the final vote comes down, something awful harsh is gonna befall the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. All right. In fact, I'm going to come back later today, and I want the tape shown one more time, okay. just in case a few of those people might have missed the copies I sent to them. All right, well, I think I would agree with that. We do need to take a look at that situation one more time, fans, and we will. But right now, let's go to the ring. going to be a running theme on this episode, talking yeah. about what needs to happen with Dusty. Harper, what are your thoughts? I, bro, JJ just said, look, 
I got this shit. I can get this shit over. And he just fucking, he grabbed the wheels to the car and he's fucking driving this shit. This is, this is him shining like we haven't seen in quite some time. Just, just, just standing there by himself. He's definitely getting this shit over. Yep. Doc, what you got? I mean, shit, he's on retainer to like drink booze and get pussy with him. But this is the time when you need a guy like J.J. Dillon to do his thing. I can't add anything. I just want to see how this thing all shakes out. But that's going to be a theme in this show. Guys cutting promos, talking about what needs to happen to Dusty. So let's put that out there. All right, we go to the first match. We got the Fantastics. They defeat Alan Martin and Keith Steinborn. Uh, Doc, you got anything from it? 9.30. Tommy Rogers missed his part of that double drop kick. Yeah. Hmm. Give me a second. Let me get to it. I'm at 9.18. I think he misses the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Mike banged rats with him once. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, com- <laughs> <laughs> he completely whiffed. Steve uh, Reich. Well, you know what it looked like, Hopper? It looked like Bobby hit the guy, and the guy went flying, and then he just was out of Tommy's way at that point, and that's why Tommy whiffed. Right. I don't like that move. It just looks so. You can just tell the guy's not throwing them. The rocket launcher. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you know. Said it, anything. I, I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks pretty good when Eaton sticks it. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's, he's landing in there. Well, you ain't lying. Bobby barely touches him. Right. He's just. He's just flying off. Yeah. Uh, the Fantastics obviously win with the rocket launcher. I like the fact that they're mocking the heels, though. I mean, I do too. Heel something, get riled up. Man, I'm telling you, this this feud coming out of the clash has still got legs, and it's I'm I'm into it, man. Well, yeah, because they they really didn't settle anything at the clash, and, and they're 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 pissed at each other, and they're beating the hell out of each other, and they're talking about it. Um, okay, yeah. Um, what you got, Hopper? And you have two fresh faces, like that literally, right? Two new people that you really haven't seen before. If is that what you're? Is that what? Is that what you've been so busy, Harper? You've been out scouring the indies for new talent for House Harper. Yeah, you want there to join? No, I, I, I know that my my ring days are behind me. I tried getting Mike to join, and he's like, "Bah, yeah, I can't." He, he well, I'm a, I'm a member, but you know, in spirit only. But <laughs> yeah. Mike, I heard Mike ran the ropes down in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. Got blown up so bad that y'all had to like get that ambulance that was there to come check on him. He got blown up uh, just uh, getting out the car. Yeah, he was there. Rec- I, you could hear him in that recording you did of Tracy. He's trying to laugh, and he's blown up still. It's just a That's disaster. Nice. Fat ass. Fat ass with a dumb hat. <laughs> Are y'all done? Are y'all done? Are y'all done? No, I, done? I actually had to. I had to. I had to stop myself because I almost said something. What? What? <laughs> what hey. you told me right before we started? Oh. <laughs> no, I I almost said something uh, All right. that I can't say. Anyway, I can still draw a house, Harper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I can. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tommy and Bobby cut a promo. I don't have anything from it. Doc, do you? I thought it was just the, hey, nothing settled. We're still going to get in there. Good baby face promo. Yeah. Nothing special. We're here for the Dave. shit talking, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're here for, let's some, be real. Let's some... be real. We're here for the heels. Mostly. Would you agree, Oliver? Yes. So we go from Bobby and Tommy cutting their promo, talking about the feud with uh, Jim Cornette and his team, to Sting defeating Big Bear Collie, who uh, Harper and I both uh, thought that was Scott Norton the first time we saw him. We were like, is that Scott Norton? I mean, when I say first time we saw him, when we were rewatching this, because you you see it, it's like, wait, who is that? Anyway, Sting wins. Harper, any thoughts? No. Not really much to talk about. Doc, what about you? Sting is your favorite. I thought... Okay, so we're coming off the heels of Sting doing a really good job at the Clash. I put, you know, if you're a patron, you heard me put him over. But I thought both of these guys did not have their best day out there. Who's yeah, kinda... who's Sting? Uh, Rass- when when with Big Bear Collie just then? It, it, it's 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 the Big Bear Collie. He's the reason. That I mean, he looked like he had forgotten how to run the ropes. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 not Sting and it's the it's the Big Bear Collie. He's that he's he's like a fucking statue. He can't move. And let's be clear, Doc and I did the Clash. Sting and Rick went out there for forty five minutes, and Doc, we talked hey, about I, that match for I, maybe forty five minutes. Yeah, I come on here and I'm hard on Sting because he's not my favorite wrestler, um, by a long stretch. Did I put him over in that match? Oh yeah, you, we both did. Because I, I, mean, I call it, I call it like it is. It's hard not to. You watch that match and you you see, you see what they saw in Sting at that point. I told you at the, I told you during the clash, the Crockett's had to be in the back just figuring out where they could buy some money printers when they saw that match. Yep. Well, Doc, I do need to play Sting's part of Sting's promo at least because it's so ridiculous. This is coming off the clash remember where he went a lot, went 45 minutes with Rick. Hey. Some people are still some people are calling you champ. Guess what like kind you of, flair. I hate to interrupt I know flair and all that. Guess what kind of a mood I'm in first. What Nothing you? short of outrageous. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I do have Rick Flair's number. You know what I mean, Daniel Crockett? Yes you do. Yeah, guess what, Nature Boy? It's just a matter of time now. Just that far away. Can you get a close-up that far, Nature Boy? Maybe tomorrow night in the Omni. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for another 45 minutes? What about 60 minutes? I'll be ready in the Omni. You can bet you you know what on that. How about how about Twin Towers? Guess who was standing tall in Greensboro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, guess what, Arnon Tully? No more belts for you punks anymore. Barry and Lex, Twin Towers, new tag team champs. St. Martin. Everybody behind the stinger in St. Martin. Woo! I'm ready for you. Are you ready for me? You know. All right, I stopped it because now he's about to start talking about how Dusty is not guilty and Dusty was was right in his actions by beating Tully with the bat. Doc, did you love that when he said, guess what kind of a mood I'm in? How? Didn't you love that, Doc? Well, 
You didn't think I was going to have a complete reversal on the stinger, did you? This is why, over the long haul, I'm not a fan. Okay. What about Hopper? Just typical Sting promo. Man. Yeah, I mean, look at him. There he is. (laughs) Wow. You know, (laughs) he just did his, woo. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Burn, burn, burn. All right. Boy, this so is then, all this is all tough talk, but you know Harper was painting his face up like fucking Sting in nineteen eighty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck I was a big I mean, fuck yeah, man. But hey, you know what? You grew out of it just like, you know, acne and coming in your pants too soon. Oh. <laughs> Can we really cry that? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you heard what he said, Doc? Yes. Do we really grow out of that? Let's be honest. I mean, let's be honest. Have you ever... When was the last time you, you completely controlled that? Uh, today? Yeah, no, but like in that situation, <laughs> it's okay, I'm going to climax in one minute, and, one minute and 20 seconds. You just got to kind of halfway fucking aim it and just hope you hit it. You know, it's not... Wait, it's like a... It's like a bottle rocket. It's not laser guy. You just kind of point and you gotta kind of hope you hit it. You can't really control it. I, I'm confused. Doc, please follow up. <laughs> I I don't even know what question to ask next. Starting to wonder if Hopper's drunk, man. Yeah. He's um, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he was busy at work all day. I guess we got the answer. What he was busy doing. We will keep the show moving. Uh, Arn and Tully versus Lex and Barry. They show the finish of this match um, for the NWA World Tag Team titles. Uh, This is from The Clash. So this is not obviously happening this week. This is the finish from The Clash when uh, Lex and Barry won the titles. So I don't really have anything from it. Hopper, you didn't join us for The Clash, but uh, you you got anything you want to say about this as you watched it? I mean, the fucking crowd's way into this shit. I mean, look at all them people jumping up and down. Mm. Yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty damn good. I mean, yeah. I don't want to re-record what Doc and I said right now, but we were pretty pretty high on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes JJ. It, you're thinking, oh, this is it. Wrong. And then he dives in in desperation, like, okay, right. I gotta get in there, and, and he completely misses, and then they win the titles, and it was over. And uh, new champions, new and NWA I- World Tag Champions. And the crowd loved it. Look at him, Harper. Look at that. Guess like they won the Super Bowl. Who acts like that now when, when they win the tag team title? They shake hands and then go Nobody. tweet each other. They go tweet each other. Great match. <laughs> right. Thanks for the match on Twitter. You know what? You had it right a couple of weeks ago. And, and the Army had it right, too, when you were talking about GameStop employees infiltrating our wrestling. Then the Army got involved and tried to get corny to take it, listen to it. Corny needs to hear that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm glad you brought that up, Doc. I need to make a mention to everybody out there uh, on, on Twitter in our Facebook group. I need you to go to our YouTube channel, and I want you when you go when you go to the channel. I'm gonna try to find the name of the video. The name of the video was. Give me a second. Pulling it up. Hard body hopper goes off on wrestlers. 
who look like GameStop cashiers. Corny didn't get it this week, but I need y'all to go get that and tweet it to Corny again and say, Corny, you got to listen to this. Again, Hard Body Harper goes off on wrestlers who look like GameStop cashiers. We got to get Corny in on this so he so he can hear that and hear Harper's greatness. I do agree. It was good. It was good. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, I don't have anything from Barry and Lex's promo. Harper, no. You? Dude, this I, is the most we've seen Lex fucking move around. And, I, boy, I don't know if I want to hear it, but you should play it on the back screen, man. Look at how much charisma he's trying to yeah. throw down here. He looks genuinely excited. Exci- yeah. Because he's the tag team champion. No one does that anymore. Now they get a belt. And they take a picture of it and they put it on fucking Instagram. And not, every, the, and, not everybody. I mean, shit. The Briscoe brothers ain't doing that shit. Harper, I don't know if you've been watching these promos that they tweet, but there was a promo not too long ago out at the chicken ranch that the Briscoes cut where Mark Briscoe pulled out a pistol and shot it in the air. <laughs> no. <laughs> they Dude. don't give a single flying fuck about anything it is their their promos are raw dude they don't give a shit we we literally need to do like a patron episode where we just go through their twitter feed and listen to their promos it's Fuck ridiculous yeah, that'd be that'd be fucking great but yes my exact note was here look at all that personality from luger and i wasn't being sarcastic well he he made one statement in that promo which was actually to me made the promo as he was showing all this enthusiasm that Harper's talking about, he made one statement that was there is life after the horseman as he was yeah. celebrating and in like, you know, holding up that belt. It, it was it was one of his one of his better ones, just the way he was acting. I mean, he's the mannerism. He's going re- to regret that. <laughs> Let's not get into spoilers yet. But it, the, the what I didn't like about this is then it was back to after all that enthusiasm, they start, you know, Dusty was writing his actions and he didn't do anything wrong. And so I figured out at this point, okay, this is the episode where all the baby faces are going to come out here and say, Dusty's a saint. He's an angel. He did nothing wrong. That's what, that's what Luger's talking about right here as we're watching it. But to Harper, your point, um, what else you got to say about it, Harper? I know uh, he, he was good. He was very he's animated. Excited. Was... Yeah, he's almost he's almost heelish, as he <laughs> says. How it, it's there's fucking life after the horseman. Like screw you, ah uh-huh, ah uh-huh. Look what we did. Look what we have now. Hmm. We got the titles. Yep. I wonder how long they're gonna keep them, Doc. About. Uh- Three more weeks. That's it. Come on. <laughs> well, with that said, they are very excited. You know who's very excited, too? Let's go to Ric Flair right now. Jesus Here Christ. Now, the leader of the four horsemen, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Sting took you to the limit. 45 minutes, it was all oh, that God. you could handle, Rick. You got to hate it, don't you, David Crockett? Oh, yeah. Luger's got to hate it. Barry Wyndham's got to hate it. The whole world's got to hate it. But the bottom line is, if you want to see some real bad apples in the wrestling ring, you had to be with us live Sunday afternoon. And unfortunately, 
the baddest apple of all just happened to OD on Power Formula One and Power Formula Two stayed up all night with five women. All night. Got that limousine. Get it my way over to Greensboro Coliseum. Look and keep in mind, whoo, as only I can look. I walked that out. Women screaming to Penthouse Pet die beside herself. And then, because Sting was at his very best, I wrestled 45 minutes nonstop to a draw. Only to have two geniuses and one idiot rule it a draw and give me the title back. The bottom line, once again, is Slick Rick, Space Mountain, if you may, has written another chapter in his book. He has proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can stay up all night long with the help. Oh, right there. You want to know how I do it? Right there. I'm the world champion. And I'm the best there is. And for all you punks out there, like Magnum TA, and let's face it, Magnum, you, my friend, bowed up pretty bad last week. Tried to make a little bit of a comeback on your own. You got slapped. And then Dusty Rhodes. Oh, let me regain my composure. Dusty Rhodes, the legend, a man who has had the honor and the distinction of wearing this. A man who has been called one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Came out here in a multi-million dollar television studio and almost cost Jim Crockett his wrestling license with Ted Turner. Now you know, that really bugs me because I like all of you idiots out there to have to put up with me each and every week. So Dusty Rhodes, keep in mind that all my financial resources are at James Dillon's feet because we want you out of this business. We want you out of this sport. We want you gone. And brother, for jumping on Tully Blanchard, you, my friend, are history. One more name. Please let me tell it one more time. During that two and a half hour magnificent program, a guy named Steve Williams had the audacity <laughs> had the audacity to call my name in front of David Crockett, you're an idiot once again, in front of five million homes. That's right, the whole world was watching Ric Flair. And Steve Williams, you are like Sting, you're like Wyndham, you're like Luger, until I decide to go somewhere and lay down, I'm gonna be the man. So Doc, come and get it, pal. But remember, it's a lot easier to get on than it is to get off. Monday, I'm gonna be at St. Martin's. Oh, JJ, yeah, me too. Break, break, St. Martin's. All the women will be there. 
Ric Flair, JJ, we will be there. Woo! All night long. Woo! Here, I had some girls tell me you need these bats. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring. <laughs> All right, Doc, you were laughing, man. What you got? So their champion is saying, you know, say your prayers and eat your vitamins. Our champion's out there talking about banging five broads and basically chewing pharmacy-grade methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> you know, Rick, especially... <laughs> Especially later on, Rick would have probably you know that you know the the thing on Nitro with Bischoff where he bit his tongue and he was bleeding from his mouth. Later on, he I mean I mean he's probably cotton mouth from the night before, and he would eat those pills, and it those pills got stuck in his mouth. He could he was still spitting around on him a couple of minutes later. He was struggling with those pills. He was, but. He was. Dude, he, your, your champ's out there talking about nailing five broads. He's chewing pills that haven't been tested by the FDA. <laughs> yeah, he basically said that. He's like, I banged six women after the clash. <laughs> I was like, he, holy shit. And, and the dusty part, okay. But then he's like, you know, all you and Dr. Death, you and all your buddies. That's great, but until I decide I'm done, that ain't how this is gonna go. Bro, that's good stuff. Oh, and, then, and then and then and okay. then he has a, a heart attack because he's go, getting to go to the to the spring break activities. Look out. Jesus Christ. Imagine Rich Blair <laughs> fucking spring break. <laughs> in nineteen eighty eight. Oh God. He don't give a fuck what camera's on him. <sighs> ain't no social no media Twitter. back then, pal. Yeah, right. no. No social media. Can you imagine the nastiness? <laughs> imagine they got like the fucking uh, Bud Light presents the wet t-shirt contest or whatever. And, and the guest will be fucking Ric Flair as the guest judge. That turns into a gangbang real quick. He, yep. And, and he bangs yeah. a couple of uh, Beckys and Karens, uh, co-eds from fucking, you know, local directional college fill in the fucking blank that have teenage that have teenage daughters that are about to graduate from high school that have no idea that their mom fucking was part of a train with (laughs) (laughs) right when she was going to southwestern state fucking whatever they were out there living their best life (laughs) but they have a bad average of a relief picture (laughs) her and her sorority sister got impaled by the nature boy (laughs) <laughs> I don't think people realize I mean because even back then so nowadays everybody's got not only a camera in their pocket but a means to get that picture out to the world even if you had a camera back then you had no means of dispersing it to the world right. so there, there may have been pictures of Rick doing scandalous things like this but there was no way it was going to get out because there was no medium to do so Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everybody's got it in their pocket. Take a picture, and they can send it around the world in six seconds. Yeah, fuck um, that. I know. Like, do they got homeless people walking around with like a, a thirty dollars smartphone that can just get a picture <laughs> of, uh, of you doing something? 
and just send it around the world in fucking 30 seconds. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's nuts. It's nuts. When you really think about it. It, it really is. That, that I mean, the world is so different. Uh, Hubbard, let, what did you have? Oh, wait, I just realized something. The the, uh, the the Viagra pills are still on the podium with David. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they stay around. <laughs> okay. Hubbard, let me ask you a question. What did you have from Rick right there before we move on? I mean, to be honest, I kind of forgot about uh, uh, Dr. Death. I, I, I assume he's the, the uh, UWF is dissolved away, right? Yeah, he cut a oh, promo. Yeah. With, he cut a promo at the Clash that was pretty bad. We buried it. Oh, yeah, he he did. Hopper, he was like trying to call out Rick. Like I, I don't want to say call him out, but you know, he was cutting a promo where he was trying to you know say he wanted a piece of Rick, and that's why Rick right here basically says, "Doctor Death, shut your mouth." Um, until I decide to go somewhere and lay down, it ain't happening. But. You know, I mean, he was just doing his job, but Doc's yeah. promo in at the Clash was like, like Doc over here just said, it was less than, um, less than stellar. Well, he, he was in Japan. Sure. Yeah. No, he was. He did go to Japan. Yeah, but he also said at that promo that he had been in the gym too. So apparently, he'd been in a Japanese gym. Yeah. Well, in the world's yeah, what's it called? Gold's gym. I guess. Yeah, no. I know he went to Japan and then cuz he he makes like one appearance either at the beginning of January with the with the UWF belt and then you you never see it again. It's done at that point. It's over. Um and that's it. So uh yeah, he was gone. But Harper, anything else from Rick? I thought Rick was stellar. Well, you know what I liked is that he he brings up a point is like he could have lost a Crockett could have lost his goddamn wrestling license. Hmm. Because of you doing this. I mean, you could have fucked us all over. Mm. We could have lost a fucking TV spot because you can't control your fucking anger. What the fuck? Thanks a lot, Booker, man. Yeah. I mean, I said the same thing last week. That's why I went off. Dusty's, it's a criminal act. I don't care how you slice it. Somebody stop the murder on TV. (laughs) What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? No, I mean, seriously. Ugh. Imagine where those fingers have been. Wow, Hopper. I'm not going to say that. No, no, like, Hopper. I'm just saying. You know how dirty the average person's hand is? Imagine a fucking little kid like that, how dirty his fucking hand is. Been in his ass and his right. nose. Right, digging his ass, picking his nose, picking up fucking dead animals on the fucking sidewalk and shit. Uh, Wait, what? Fuck you, bro. You know there was always that fucking kid that was if there was a dead bird or something, they used to pick it up and try to chase you around with it. Bro, he's not lying. We had to do stuff as kids to amuse ourselves that our kids would never do. (laughs) Playing in dirt outside, right? There was always one asshole that would like go beyond. Well, they would pick up a fucking dead bird and, and like chase everyone around with it. Everyone's running around screaming. And there was always that fucking one kid that was like a total bitch that would that would lose his fucking mind and start crying. And it's like, okay, this one's my fucking bitch. It's like a lion picking the wildebeest that's fucking got the limp. And that's the one that he's gonna focus on. There was always the the, the kid that was a, a like a the biggest bitch out of all of them. And then he was the one that he would throw the dead bird on. 
and the kid would lose his fucking mind and fucking run inside crying. Then his mom would come out screaming. Oh, the eighties. The eighties. I well, mean, now Arthur, uh, Arthur, let me let me let me tell you something. Uh, it ain't like that out there anymore, man. Hell no. If you did that now, that kid's mom would make us a, a fucking Facebook video. Oh my fucking god. My my child was bullied. There's this this just this, this child apparently comes from a broken home. Uh, picked up a dead bird and threw it at my little Johnny. And my little Johnny has anxiety issues that he has to deal with. And this just makes it worse. Uh, something has to be done with the bullying. This is just so uncalled for. And then the shit would get picked up by who? Some local news asshole would fucking grab it and fucking share it. Isn't that fucking crazy? Because that's exactly what would happen. So are you advocating bullying? I'm just saying it, it's it's not that bad. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it fucking happens. So some kid called you an asshole. So what are you going to do now? So now, so what you're saying is, is that the WWE can quit their bully, anti-bullying oh. campaign, right? They should. They and the should. Only That's they true. For fucking PR. It's just like That's everything right. else. It's all about PR, PR, PR. How do we look to people? How do we, how do we look to please the fucking sponsors, Snickers and Pepsi, fucking Diet Pepsi and Chevrolet? How do we look in their eyes? I'm just right? trying to let Harper finish and get it all out. And that's Capital, what capitalism's, a, capitalism's a hell of a drug. Mm, yeah, no, huh? <sighs> All right. The Sheep Herders defeat Rocky King and Larry Stevens, and then the Sheep Herders cut a promo with Johnny Ace. Hey, don't get it too attached to Johnny Ace. I think his time is eventually uh, is about to come to an end. I think we're going to get Rip Morgan uh, shortly with the Sheep Herders. So, yeah, uh, I, I keep waiting to see them kind of disappear. Let's uh, do it. Well, well, Rip Morgan comes in before uh, they disappear. But, uh, yeah, the Sheep Herders... Uh, Johnny Ace has run with them is about the end. Arn just beat the piss out of Art Pritz. I'm sure y'all watched it while Harper was cutting that promo. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But Arn beat the hell out of Art Pritz. Did you have anything from that, Harper? Nah. Doc, you? He's got blonde hair. Who? Uh, Arn Anderson, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe he was in the fucking sun and his hair got bleached. Maybe he okay. tripped and fell. Maybe he tripped and fell in a vat of hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> uh, just wait till the end of April. Doc, I already sent Doc a clip of it. Not a clip, but of an uh, actual like screen grab of it. Arn cuts a promo at the end of April where he looks as ridiculous as you'll ever see him. And I can't wait for us to get there so Hopper can just go off. Yeah. And when I say go off, I mean in a good way it's he's he looks so ridiculous doc just from the screen Garrett, how ridiculous did he look pretty bad <laughs> it's great we'll get there in a few weeks let's go to R now and hear his promo after his match see what he's got to say where he's having church again all right now wait a minute all right come here now you're mad why didn't you get mad before did you have to lose the titles to get mad what's wrong and your usual 
crowd pleasing, public opinion aligning, you want to think I'm mad. What you just saw is called intensity. Last week, I took a beautiful woman to Honolulu, Hawaii, and I sat on that beach and I pooled my thoughts. I trained at the World Gym in the morning and I thought all week, what would a man give to be in my shoes? Be the World Tag Team Champions, fixing to face the toughest match of his entire career. I get home and my recorder is jammed with calls from JJ, from Ric Flair, and Tully Blanchard on the eve of the most important match of my career, David. The most important. They said Dusty Rhodes has come out on national television with a 36 ounce Henry Aaron and whacked everybody that moves in the head. That to me is a criminal act. It's immoral. Mm. And the one thing I hate, worse than anything for Tully, who took the brunt of the beating along with your brother, I might add, is all those kids and all those senior citizens that always stood behind him and said, he's the American dream. Whatever he does is okay. When we do it, it's a criminal act. Well, mm. Rhodes, mm. what you've done, we demand. That's some satisfaction in Luger Wyndham for one brief time in Greensboro for one short one, two, three, you're a little better than us, so you should be happy. But you just remember, David Crockett, nobody said anything for those 365 days. We were champions and won every night. Nobody said what happens if you lose. Keep in mind, 365 versus one loss is a good record. We'll be back for you. Don't ever make the mistake of turning your back on the horseman. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next. The Road Warriors. The Tell me where he lied, Harper. He didn't. He can't. He can't fuck up, huh? He, everything he does is it's it's fucking perfect. I, I mean, it's self-explanatory, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, where did he go no. wrong? Doc, you where did he lie? Wait, what? No, he didn't. Why, did he, I mean, why, why does he need to lie, man? When he said, when he said that he gets back and gets phone calls, and ever, I mean, he first of all, it's it's so complete. He probably really was out at the beach because he looks tan, his hair's light. I mean, it's just it, it's all part of the story. I just need Tully to come out later. Tully needs to come out with a neck brace on and be like, I'm been, I've been, I'm I'm <laughs> fucked up. Like <laughs> well, an know. attorney. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they need Robert Q. Harmon to come out with him and just play a lawyer. Stephen P. New, where are you, bro? He he said his exact words were, "When we do it, it's a criminal act, but when he does it, oh, he's the dream." No, nah, and then he kept going and said, "I just feel bad for the kids and the senior citizens." Whoa. He ain't lying though, man. This is see, this is some real stuff, bro. Let's 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 you know. Everybody wants to say, why do y'all talk about it like it's real? Do you listen to Arn Anderson and Ric Flair every week like we do? That's why. There's not a doubt in my mind. Cause Arn 
the thing with on right there is it's logic. There's not one ounce of of any lies. He is being completely he's angry, but it's logic. When you do it, it's a criminal act. But when we do it, mm. I'm sorry, when we do it, it's a criminal act. But when you do it, oh, it's just the American dream. What? Nah. Anything else, Doc, before we keep mm, going? That, that was fantastic. And Rick was fantastic. Gee. Yeah. You know, and All I right. was sitting there, and you've got it teed up for the Road Warriors. Man, I was thinking to myself, why can't Animal take off the mask for his promos? But then he showed us. Yeah, let's let's go to the Road Warriors now and hear what they got to say. Uh, coming off, um, you know, their their match with, with the Dream, uh, the six-man match that they had, barbed wire match at the Clash. Gentlemen. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, Paul Ellering. Well, damn, brother. Everybody was saw what happened last Sunday on this great superstition. Paul's a pain. You hit me in the eye with a chin. You try to put my head again. I had to go back to the doctor. And I had to get chipped up. And you know what the doctor said? I don't need to wear this no more. My eyes are 100%. You can't do nothing. You ain't hurt me again. Now, our mind is on a gym trying to see you. Memorial Cup. We don't care who it is. Just see you're a good man. We're putting you aside. We have to have only two men on our team, not three. It don't matter who we wrestle, who it is. Barry Alex, Powers of Pain, Anderson Blanchard. We're going to win that money in the gym trying to see Memorial Cup. Tell them, brother. Hey, we're seated third. But as far as we're concerned, forget about that. We see ourselves number one. Why? Because that's the way we like it. I'll tell you something, David Crockett, all I've heard is not how they're seated and who's worried about where they're seated. What I've heard is, God, I hope we don't get the road wars in round one because we won't make it to round two. Or, boy, I hope we don't get the road wars in round two because we won't make it to round three. Well, you got that right. You get against us, and you won't make the next round. We're going to be there to the end. So, do we care? Yeah, we care. We care a lot about the Crockett Cup. Do we care who we wrestle? Jimmy Crackcorn, we don't care. Tell him, Paul. You know what, David, I think I can. The only thing that's going to stop them from winning the Crockett Crup is Dusty's booking. But, Harper, what do you have? Man, Hawk's fucking great, huh? Jesus Christ, he is. Yeah, Hawk's fucking awesome. That intensity is just yeah. remarkable. It, we don't give a fuck what our spot is. We're still going to destroy everybody. He's a badass. Doc, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, he's just... And it's probably chemically aided, but he is just <laughs> pulsing out there, man. It's just throbbing, if you will. Anything else? Do you do you want to face him in the Crockett Cup? No. I don't want to face him doing anything. No. They don't they he's don't just, play nice. He's so intense, man. I They're always go back to I need my mom to go, go send I need my mom to go send him a Facebook letter to calm down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You remember when when Kevin Owens like um like was yes. talking crap to that kid and and the mom like tweeted out, "Oh my god, he was bullying my kid." 
Okay, yeah. so WWE live event. So I need you to look at forty-eight thirty-two in this match. Forty-eight thirty-two. That's when he grabs the guy's tit. I don't know if he grabs his tit, but he's punishing the crap out of him. All right, so there we go. We uh, oh yeah, he he's cranking back on it. But look at this shit. Look at that. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. That's just. He should just give up right there. I thought he was That's going I, to. Right, so did I. I'm thinking this has to be it. Nah. Yeah. Cause and they talk about it too. They're like, he's got him stretched back, and he's got him in this, and he's back. I mean, first of all, my left knee would explode at that point just getting into that position, and then you know everything else. <laughs> Jesus, Ronnie he, Garvin. He slapped. <laughs> so Garvin I don't. Just I don't care. understand some things they talked about during this match, though. So Magnum is hanging out with Sting and. Ron Garvin managing them or coming out with them for the cup or something. Man, I would have had Sting hanging out with Lex and Barry right now so that he could be asking them, like the angle could be, okay, you guys beat the horseman. Show me how to do it. I Yeah, I can't explain the discussion during the match. So I don't know where Ron, I mean, it just feels like Ron Garvin didn't get, is not getting the respect a former NWA champion should get. I don't know. No. Well, we're not far, we're not far from the, from the heel turn, I believe. And then, then he's gone. Yeah. And when I say not far, I mean, it, it, I don't Three mean months. like it's, yeah, I don't mean it's next week or next no, month. No, that, that's Wyndham. Right, but we're not oh, far from it. it. Yeah, sorry. We're not far from it, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't answer that question, Doc. Did you have anything else from that match, though, Hopper? No, just he he the, he, he fucked those two guys up. Yeah, he did. What he the, does. Then he had the abdominal stretch on the other guy. He kept grabbing his tit. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to milk him. <laughs> <laughs> so foul, so foul. Uh, y'all got anything from Ronnie Garvin's promo, Harper? Do you? I, no, it's just Sting and fucking Garvin. What? Uh, yeah. Okay, who canceled? Fine. Right? Yeah. Who, who fucking canceled? <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, I mean, gonna... here's the thing: if, if I was uh, his his fucking brother, uh, uh, Jimmy, I'd be like, hey, you know. What am I, chop liver asshole? Jimmy's got his angle though, and he cuts a promo about how much he loves his woman, and you know that's a baby face promo for the bitches out there. But fucking, yeah. fucking, so he's got something with the varsity club. Sting's going for the title. We can't fight. Figure out something for Ron Garvin to do. No. Jeez. Well, in in the varsity so, club, so, I'm so that, I'm gonna play so what, that later because that's well, good, right? But so what that means is you put the strap on Ron Garvin, and it meant nothing. Yeah, because you didn't go. Because you always say this, Mike. You always say this when I have an idea. So that's great. What do you do next? Well, with him, they didn't do anything. It's true. It's true. Hopper, uh, Hopper, Hopper thinks just like me with that because I've heard him say it before. Hopper, how many times have you heard a fan or somebody you know and they go, "You know what y'all should do this," yeah, and then what's I, your response? Okay, what next? Right. Okay, now what? So, because Mike gave me that last week, because I said my idea would be on the first AEW show, 
Corny would lay out the Bucks and Omega, the lights would come on, and he'd be standing in the ring, standing over him with his racket. So Mike goes, okay, but what do you do after that? Well, whoa, he gets whoa, he gets on. Cody and Dustin and Jericho and all the old guys, and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna do this promotion right, and we're oh. gonna teach y'all how to fucking be wrestlers. That sounds like something from fucking Impact. Well, <laughs> hold on, it could it could have worked in Impact at some point, but they didn't. No, I actually think Doc's on to something when he says that. But my thing is have an exit plan, and what I mean by that is. Don't do the NWO type shit where you really have no exit plan for it. So if you're going to, because I've heard Bischoff say that before, you know, when he originally formed the NWO, he didn't really have an exit plan. It was like, we're going to do this and we did it. And then you get into it. And if you don't have an exit plan, ultimately it's like, well, shit, what were we doing? Yeah, it was great. And it launched off the, the freaking rocket launcher real good in the, in the launch pad. It shot up into space, but now it's just floating around, not doing nothing. So my point was... No, that's great. But like you always say, Hopper, what you going to do next? Like, right. Like what's next? What's the, what's the steps like in, yeah. and how do we get out of this? Because in the example Doc gives, we know Corny ain't going to want to do that shit weekly for right. two years straight, a year straight. We, there, there's got to be a natural progression and, and some type of exit or else you end up like it is with Ronnie where he won the title, lost to that Starcade, And then what the hell has he done since then? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I well, fuck. Where's Larry Zabisco been? I haven't seen him in a while with that. Well, title. he. I think he shed baby doll, but they didn't show it to us. Okay. Right. Because I was thinking maybe you could have him feud with him and ha have him chase that that Southern heritage, whatever. I think title. I, I, I they fought it around I, with 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 Zabisco. I mean, he was talking, cutting the promos on Dusty with the envelope and. That that's shit true. Poof. Fuck, yeah. It's true. Forgot I, about that shit. I think Zabisco just traded Baby Doll and entered Gary Hart's stable, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, yeah forgot about right. that shit. The fucking envelope. That envelope. Mm. That envelope just poof. Uh, we're actually about to hear from Gary Hart in um, Al Perez, but I don't know, man. You just, you got to have some direction. So, um, they, the the match that I just fast forwarded through was Alperez and Mike Jackson. Alperez won, obviously, and then we go to Gary Hart with Alperez. Here that is. Alperez and Gary Hart, Mr. He still looks very good. When you see him and Larry Sabisco together, you have two consummate wrestlers. Their repertoire of holds and counter holds, and the, what we have planned for the Crockett Cup, I feel. We have as much chance as anyone else of getting by in Greensville on the 22nd and then to go on into Greensboro on the 23rd. And we have a real good shot at taking $500,000 apiece because Sabisco, like Al Perez, is a fantastic wrestler. Second, not the most important, but right at the top of the list is one Dusty Rhodes. Now, we were told that when we made the inroads into the National Wrestling Alliance and the Crockett promotion, that we would have a shot at the United States heavyweight title. But now, all of a sudden, we're faced with one 
Nikita Koloff, one of the most devastating and powerful men in professional wrestling. Is it true that the National Wrestling Alliance is trying to protect its prima donna, Dusty Rhodes? Is it true that the National Wrestling Alliance and Crockett Promotion is trying to preserve the United States title Wait by putting Nikita Koloff as a roadblock, are so you, wait to speak. Are you saying that he can't handle Nikita? Oh, no. Well, well wait a minute. No, David, that's one thing I'm no, here for. No, don't put words I'm in here for mouth. competition and titles. The U.S. title's on my line. Dusty Rhodes, you want to put Nikita Koloff in there? You're a partner. Go right ahead, because I'm going to show you what wrestling's all about. You can't take nothing away from Nikita Koloff. He's a great wrestler with a great background. I'm here for business. Nikita, you want to get in the ring with me? Get in the ring with me. I'm going to beat you, then I'm coming for the title. Let me answer Dusty. this question. All right. We're not afraid of anyone, but no it appears that the wait, Crockett what, promotion... What are you worried about? Because a deal is a deal, David. The deal well, was you come. Okay, why is Dusty Rhodes still here after the baseball incident? Why is it that we go through Nikita before Dusty? Baseball? So who's afraid? We'll talk he baseball. just comes on Dusty the scene. Who's he afraid? Nobody's He's afraid. He's a legitimate Jesus. contender. Afraid and I think all of you are <laughs> afraid. I'm going to beat Nikita. I'm going to say your name. One at a time, motherfucker. I'm protecting his interests. We'll see who the best in the National Wrestling Alliance. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, more action to come. Uh. All right, hold hold on one second. I gotta stop the Patreon video and restart the next one. <laughs> uh, all right, we're back rolling on the part two on the Patreon video. So, um, uh, Hopper, you got some thoughts on that? Shut the fuck up! Just stand there and flex your muscles. That's all you gotta do. Stand there and smile. You're like the pretty girl, like you know in fucking NASCAR when a guy wins the title. And they got the broad stand there with the shit that says, like, NASCAR and, and, and fucking Budweiser or something. That's all you got to do. Stand there and fucking smile, motherfucker. That's your fucking job. Oh, Let the... Yeah. Jesus. Let him do his thing. That's what he's there for. Because you can't talk. That's why he's there. If you could talk, he wouldn't be there. Fuck. How many times do you think Harper has to sit? sit the House of Harper members down on the Simpsons-looking couch and give the same speech. <laughs> let, let me talk. Yeah. You wrestle, I can't wrestle. I talk, you can't talk. So I will talk and you will wrestle. It's not going to be the other way around. Fuck. It's a symbiotic relationship, assholes. Yeah, I mean, I can technically wrestle, and you can technically talk, too. But it wouldn't be good. <laughs> Alvarez! Alvarez, get button in! Alvarez, get button in! Alvarez <laughs> over there getting hot! <laughs> Uh, I mean, God. don't get me wrong. He looks good. No, he looks like someone from like Dynasty or fucking. You know, Falcons I've got, I've got it, I've got it. I, I was thinking the same thing, and I came, I came with something for you, Harper. Uh, he looks like, remember in the eighties, Lorenzo Lamas. Oh my God, from fucking Rene, from that 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 shitty show Renegade, and then he, he was a soap opera star. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Huh? He does. So, he does. so here's, and, and, here's and um, you know who he looks like now. Or who looks God. like him? Seth Rollins looks like him. 
yeah, bit. to a certain extent, yeah. So here's my question. What one thing have we seen Al Perez and Gary Hart do yet that's heelish, other than just one well, a, a shot? Well, Gary Hart's not that type of he uh, manager. He just stands that's what there. makes it great. It's implied evil. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for him to strike, but he hasn't shown you his cards yet. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I I couldn't. Yeah. What do you think Gary Hart said to him when they got to the bat? Motherfucker, put a <laughs> muzzle on your fucking ass. That's what I'm gonna do from now on. I'm gonna put a muzzle on you. For put put like one of them fucking gag balls. Man. I thought I thought he was doing that either last week or the first week. He I, was. I, I kinda... I, my note was: Does any manager wrestler combo in the history of wrestling interrupt each other more than these two? Because Gary Hart doesn't stop either. He's like, I'm not going to stop because I'm good at this. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame Gary at all. I just like Al should have just kind of like just not talked. I mean, you you rarely see JJ and Tully or JJ and Arn or JJ and Rick do that to each other. And when they do, it's conversational where one's saying something and the other one will, will answer and vice versa. You you rarely see that with like JJ. You never see it with the midnight because Corny's always the one talking. Yeah. But it's like, God, he, like Harper was getting hot. He was getting frustrated <laughs> during it. He's like, dude, shut up. Uh, he fucking ruined <laughs> it. He, he, he ruined the whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Doc, as we keep going, I have a question for you. Because J.J. is about to repeat himself. Did you want me to play this part? No, not this one. Yeah, because he he just repeats himself. Basically, he just repeats. Dusty's wrong. He attacked Tully. Then he struck Jimmy Crockett Jr. in the ribs. And then they replay at that point. Doc, your earpiece is is too close to your mouth or something because I can hear you breathing like (gasps) the whole time. But anyway, they replay. I'm starting to get a little blown up, I got to tell you. Okay, they replay uh, Magnum and Tully approaching him, and of course the brawl and all that that ensues. Uh, and then I got a promo I'm gonna play from uh, Tully Blanchard as he's gonna give his take on this whole thing that he's really pissed off about. Let's go to that. Here it is. All right, Tully, what do you have to say now? You know, David Crockett, it's pretty hard to watch that. You know, everybody talk about the great things last Sunday live on TBS. Titles are won and lost. I've lost titles and I've won them. I've beat Dusty Rhodes more times than any man alive, JJ. Pinned his shoulders, one, two, three. I take adversity and I overcome it. That's why I'm one of the horsemen. That's why the horsemen are what the horsemen are. We overcome adversity. And we're going to overcome this. Yeah, we're a little bit embarrassed. Whatever. Pat you on the back, Wyndham Luger. You did something nobody else could do for a year. But you got to hold on to them, and we're coming after them. Now, Dusty Rhodes, the hero to all the children. Is that what you want them to see? You coming out here and attacking somebody with a baseball bat. Well, Dusty Rhodes, we're going to take care of you. Because you know... You can think throughout time in your wrestling career, you have been the master of psych out. And you use the mind and the mental things and you blow people up before they ever set foot in the ring to wrestle you. But you've done one thing wrong 
You made that one mistake, that great big mistake you've never made in your whole entire career. You came out here on national television and you assaulted someone with a weapon. Not in the ring, not in a match, not anything. And with this man's brain and money and the horseman's resources, you, Dusty Rhodes, are going to be suspended because he's got the power and the means and we got the lawyer powers and the brain powers. And you, my friend, are going to finally feel the wrath of the horseman. We've been trying to put you out physically for years. But we're going to do it the smart way, just like they got Al Capone. They didn't get him for killing people and everything. They got him on tax evasion, but he still got got. You know, uh, we've discussed this thing many times. Mr. Blanchard and I both feel that differences should be settled inside the ring. And it was a real, real touchy situation because the American dream dug himself a hole. And do we said to ourselves, do we allow him to crawl out of the hole and settle differences in the ring? Or do we kick dirt on him while he's down there, see this thing through and get him suspended for life? He's fooled us too many times and came back when he's back against the wall. You're this buried. time he's dug a hole so deep, we're just going to keep sticking the dirt on top of you. You've done it this time. We've seen the last of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and we're going to see A that. great farewell to Dusty Rhodes. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cornette, the Midnight Express, coming up next. I don't know about you, but uh sounds like they're pretty confident that Dusty's going home. Harper, what do you think? I thought Tully should have had a, a bandage on his head or because he got beat with a baseball bat. He should have kind of had, so, you know, been fucking bandaged up or, a, I don't know, a neck brace or something. Neck brace. Ambulance yeah. chasing neck brace. People come yeah. back to Ben. Neck neck brace. Like, remember when Corny got beat up by Bob Armstrong and he was in bed in Jimmy Del Rey and Doctor yeah. Tom around him with the with the stuffed animals and and uh, but Corny was all bandaged up and had his arm in a cast or sling or whatever. Tully should have did that even if he wasn't hurt. Yeah, because he that got beat good. with a baseball bat. Yeah, you're right, Hopper. That that would have had a better visual to it. I agree. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Doc, what do you what did you think about Tully right there? They got the lawyer power, pal. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They didn't call Morris Bart. Anything else, Doc? No, I had a little run-in from the, the squids when you were uh, I heard. doing That's that. Cool. So, um, yeah. One of these days, we'll uh, we'll get Lola Trell on again. How's that sound? Man, he started, he's almost developed at seven enough cuss words to just be the fourth man in the booth. <laughs> we can't let him on air cursing man they'll be calling cps on you <laughs> uh, he's got the all he's got pretty much all the uh the ones that won't start a fight down so it's great that's nice all right let's keep going well i can Jimmy only Cor imagine how foul mouth your offspring is now that he's what 14 if he does he doesn't say it around me yeah I'm sure he uses it in school. Oh, um, yeah, you know. dude. When he's around his fucking buddies, bro. Yeah. The filter of comes off. Right. He he just don't do it around me or his mom because, you know, she we we, <laughs> we ain't having it. But yeah, when he's around he's around when he's around his friends, I know he does it. I mean, I, I actually heard him slipping saying saying uh, a certain band word in this household to one of his friends. Uh oh. Uh, um Was it was no, it welfare uh, reform? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are stupid. We're a political free zone. Come on. Okay, now. well, here's um, a political conspiracy. Harper, have you heard the latest that um, birds are a work? 
birds. Yeah. Like, like birds flying around? Yeah. All right. You know, there's Flat Earth and all those people. Well, there's a group now that says, they've been out for a couple of years, actually, but I just now found out about it. They said that basically the CIA and FBI got tired of birds pooping on their stuff and killed all birds. And now the birds you see are really spies that are watching all, everything we do. That sounds like the X-Files had an episode like that where, where they used uh, – it was fucking uh, cockroaches and these – and the fucking – the aliens used like uh, – they were like robot cockroaches. And that's how they would spy on us and fucking learn our tactics and our ways was through well, uh, cockroaches. Well, you know, that got me thinking that, you know – you had an incident and a run-in with a bird that was a duck. That, oh, maybe, yeah. the, maybe the duck wasn't a real duck. It, it, it was, was a fucking gu- fed. It was the feds, and they're on to you, and maybe you should. Oh, fuck. What maybe did you you're do? right. What did you do? You had period sex with, the, some, with yeah! some girl. Period sex. That's disgusting. <laughs> I guess you just close your eyes and just think of something else. <laughs> well, I w- I would suggest that you might want to use that blood as a lubricant for the other hole that's down there. Whoa, Michael! <laughs> I don't, don't throw me in this. I got nothing to do with this discussion. That's y'all two foul mouth bastards. Disgusting. <laughs> Says the guy who was fucking spritzing with squirt not a year ago. Well, hey, you do what you got to do, right? Did she still send you pictures? The squirter? No. no, fuck, I was going through my phone and I was like, who the hell is this? I was like, oh, I remember you. I remember you. I got to delete you. You're the one who made me take a trip to the clinic. You're mm. the one that made me, made my, my balls itch for a week. Mm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been back People... to the bar that you picked her up in? Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't been. Yeah, she was just from out. Of, she was a tourist in town to get Harper eyes. She had to tour your nuts. She got exactly what she wanted. Put that on a postcard. Can we go to Jim Cornette now? Go ahead. Yeah, nobody right, stopped. Corny. <laughs> okay, we're back on Super Station TV. Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. The action has been in a fever pitch here today. And speaking of a fever, what's, what's this all about? Oh, okay. You know something? <laughs> the Fantastics are not happy campers. What do you do to a juvenile delinquent to teach him a lesson? You give him a little whipping, brother. You take his pants down and you give him a whipping. I told everybody, Greensboro Coliseum Clash of the Champions of Fantastics and the Midnight Express was going to be the dead gumdest fight that anybody had ever seen. And at the end of the thing, there wasn't a piece of furniture standing up or a fan in the stand sitting down, brother. And the proof of the pudding of what happened is when you look at the Fantastics. They're standing out here, black and blue from head to toe, busted nose, fat lip. They were bleeding from every orifice in their body. But what's more, Tommy Rogers got carted off after that thing to the hospital to have his face x-rayed to see just how bad it really was bashed in. But you know something? Bobby Fulton, you you were the sweetest music that I have ever heard because you got you were so desperate to get out of that beating. You grabbed the referee, you threw him over the top rope, you got yourselves disqualified. But then, Bobby Fulton, 
Bobby Eaton, he grabbed your arms and Sweet Stan Lane, he grabbed your legs and they stretched you out over that top rope. And I took this belt right here and I brought this leather down across your back time after time after time. Raising those big juicy red welts, bringing that blood up to the surface, taking the hide straight off your back, punk. That's what I did to you with this belt. And the best thing of it all is when Bobby Fulton looked up at me with those tears welling up in his eyes and he started crying. And he was screaming, oh, Tommy, oh, Tommy, oh, Tommy. You are screaming for your best friend to come and save you from this. But Bobby Fulton, your best friend, Tommy Rogers, was out on that floor, beat up so bad he didn't know where he was, and he wasn't going to save nobody that day. And the next time the Fantastics and the Midnight Express meet, there ain't going to be nobody to save you, Fantastics. We started teaching you the lesson of your lives. And brother, the next time, we're going to finish it once and for all. And if there's no skin left on your box when we do, well, that's just too bad. Ladies and gentlemen, still the United States Tag Team Champions. So he's gloating about the whooping they gave the Fantastics at the Clash when they beat the piss out of him with the straps. Doc, you got anything from Corny right there? I, I think it's a little bit different promo from him, though. It was a little more vicious and to the point, not just hyperbole. It was, we're going to whoop your ass because we're going to do it again like we just did it. And boy, did they ever. Yeah, and I got something else I want to play from him in a second that Harper's going to pop on. Harper, do you have anything from him right there before I keep going? Nah, it was kind of a... Fuck, fuck, look how I beat that belt. Well, speaking of that belt, the Midnight Express are in there against Trent Knight and Tony Suber. Tony Suber is an African-American man, and of course the Midnight Express are going to win this match because, you know, they're up there with two enhancement talents. With that said... I got to go to Jim Cornette right now and play a small snippet of a soundbite from something that he says. Here it is. 300 pounds. You better would, leave him alone, You, you better get both of your guys to hold him. Hey, what are they going to do here now? now what, are you what are you doing? Oh. Bobby just punched Tony Super. You got to get control of these guys. I'm telling you right now. Look at that. He Flying mare around the concrete. The only reason I didn't whip that guy right there is because I want to see stripes and I wasn't sure I could see him. But let me tell you this. Bobby Fulton. Did y'all hear what he said? No, he's cutting out like a bitch. The only reason he didn't whip that guy being Tony Suber is because he would want to see stripes and he wasn't sure he would see him if he hit him. That's nice because he's black. Yes. There's your role model. That's classy, isn't it? What a class act. You know what's funny is uh, somebody on social media will use that and call Cornette a racist because he did that. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, aren't, there other, aren't there other examples from Corny's past that could be more uh, <laughs> apropos for if you're going to make that argument? There are, but I mean. Uh, Not that I would. I don't. I, I, no, and even no, if he no, was, I, I think. I think Corny has seen the. If he did have an error in his ways, I think he has seen them, and in 2019 would not be that way. Well, you know, people we, we all, pull up all audio grow. from 40 years we ago. All, <laughs> we all grow. Yeah, we're all here to share and to grow. But um, he's a heel. Damn it! Shit. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I had to play that quick soundbite from him. The Midnight Wind, Doc. You got anything from it? No. That was that was Bam. my only note. That's a rough move right there, though. Yes. 
That was the spam. precursor to the total elimination. The spam slam of the week goes to Hawk. Uh, we'll see that in a second. The Varsity Club then come out. Rotunda, mm-hmm. Steiner, Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Six-man match. They defeat Bob Riddle, George South, and Larry Davis. Uh, the Varsity Club, they just abuse their opponents. There's no really other way to put it during that match. Uh, Doc, you have anything? We need to get to this promo. We really do. Um, I'm going to assume Harper's got none from that match, too. No. He didn't even watch it. Let's break kayfabe on this. Harper didn't watch it? That part of it? I watched it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Trying to call him out. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we got to get to this promo. Listen closely. Sullivan is just... He's He's a dick, but I'll let you all be the judge. The Varsity Club with the games master, Kevin Sullivan. I want to get right to the point of the matter. Everybody knows that when I say something, it comes true. Shut over there! You see, I've had something eating in my craw for years. Jimmy Gavin came out here and said, the Varsity Club couldn't hurt Jimmy Gavin because he was in love with somebody. Well, I want everybody to listen this real clear. The woman he calls Precious, her name is Patty. Well. And that's Patty with an I. She's always been Patty to me, and she'll always be Patty. You see, she was Patty to me before Jimmy was ever gorgeous. You see, it happens every day in real life. And, Gavin, you said at one time that the demon was outside the door and you were going to keep him away. Well, last Sunday in Greensboro, for the first time in my life, someone actually took the coat hanger away from me and put it around my own neck. And that was Patty. And when she grabbed that coat hanger with all the strength that she had and pulled me down, and the breath of life was going out of me, I heard her say, I can't do it. You see, Jimmy Gavin, once I touch anybody, they're mine forever. So, April 22nd, and the Prince of Darkness death match, you and I face one another. And Jimmy Gavin, the demon that you are so afraid of letting in the back door, now lays beside you at night. Just remember this, Jimmy. She was always my Patty. She's not precious. She will come back someday. There's no tournament. We can't win. <laughs> guys are nuts. <laughs> uh, Doc, you you were couldn't wait to get to this. What do you have from Sullivan right there? Doc, you on mute? No, no, no. I'm here, pal. Don't don't try to shut me up. You can't silence me. Are we just going to come out next week and just give everybody shoot name? I mean, well, Gary I mean, Hart's maybe... called him Virgil Runnels. Now we're going <laughs> with Patty. I mean, shit. What's next? Don't forget the Varsity Club is, is, has called each other by their shoot names, too. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the line, man. When he said, when I touch someone, they're mine forever. That's that's some Kevin Sullivan right there. That's some devilish shit, boy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You're not, pr- you're Patty. You're not precious. You're my Patty. 
Which was code word for I banged their brakes off her ass. Uh, right. Before before you ever had her. That's not that's I not mean, classy. That's what he was meaning when he said it. Mm. He oh, left. Maybe, maybe maybe in that in that air freshener it's not air freshener, it's squirt. <laughs> she runs around spraying her squirt everywhere. Come on. <laughs> what are you twelve years <laughs> old? <laughs> right. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> No, no, no. We're not going to turn this around on me now. <laughs> what are you, six? Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Y'all were thinking anything it. Anything else, Doc? Look at this jabroni. Which one? Yeah, good point. <laughs> anything else, Doc? I, I got to say I quit watching at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so what Doc is talking about is they show a quick match. It's Ivan Koloff who defeats Curtis Thompson. Poor Ivan. And then they show Paul Jones and the powers of pain out there. And Jones runs his mouth for about two minutes. And, you know, I actually don't hate Paul Jones like y'all do. But I don't, I don't hate anyone. him. I don't hate anyone. Right. You. But uh, he's he's just kind of out there wasting some time or filling some time and I don't know, man. I just feel like give Ivan the mic and let him speak for these guys. That was my that was my comment. Doc, did yeah. you have anything else? Paul Jones is the loyal soldier who's going to get a check till he dies, but that doesn't mean I want to watch it. That's true, huh? Yeah. Okay, so then it's time to hand out some Rolexes and rate this thing. Uh, Doc, mm. you want to go first with the, with a Rolex? Okay, I don't mind doing that. So with the Rolex, I had some contenders here, pal. I thought Corny cut a nice, vicious promo. Kevin Sullivan cut a nice promo. Arn cut a promo that deserved it. JJ was great. Luger actually stepped up a bit. And Rick's in there. But, man, Rick was popping pills and talking about banging broads and Ric Flair, pal. All right, Hopper. Who are you giving your Rolex to? I'm. I gotta give it to fucking JJ again. I giving it to fucking JJ for really fucking, fucking grabbing this shit by the horns and making it his. To me, I feel like he's like made this his, his, his deal. I think it'd be funny if if they came the baby faces came out and why is he doing this? He why don't we talk about the fact that JJ cost Arn and Tully the tag belts? He's just doing this to get the heat off of him. Then they're gonna say, Why you gotta bring up old shit? Right. See what had happened was <laughs> Well, to show y'all how strong of an episode this was with the promos, I'm going with Arn because he once again told no lies when he said when we do it, it's a criminal act. But when Dusty does it, oh, he's just the American dream. So I just, Arn is getting it. I just hope for like the next couple of weeks we don't keep hearing these same promos. Oh no, no, no. Um, we're about How to Dusty's get the, an the asshole, and uh, okay. So, so when does Dusty make his? Does he, you know, give his, uh, get a fucking word in? Does he defend himself or what? Uh, I don't remember, but I I think on next week they go to the like board of directors and Dusty is there and kind of says something and then they're like the ruling has come down and Dusty you are this is gonna happen to you so 
Okay. I won't spoil it. But, yeah, I mean, he says a few things, but, yeah, it, it, it this doesn't go on for, like, weeks and weeks. All right. The ruling happens, and then the most ridiculous thing comes after that, which is, you'll see. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, so I'll, I got to go on. Um, I'll rate it. I'm giving this shit an A. I loved it. This was good. Lots of solid promos. Shit talking greatness. What Saturday night should should be. Wrestling the way it used to be and wrestling the way I like it. Which should really be shit talking the way it used to be and shit talking the way I like it. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Doc, what are you rating it? Man, it's got personal issues. It's got violence. It's got shit talking. I... It's why I do. It's why I do this. So I'm gonna give it an A. Yeah. What you giving it, Hopper? I'm gonna give it an A as well. I mean, even though it's kind of like the same promos from fucking last time when fucking Arn dropped that promo, that sounded fucking great. Fucking Rick fucking dropped a great one. It, it, and even though they're all talking about the same subject, they add their own spice to it. And and amen. We're getting dangerously close to baseball season. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We, mm. we sweet, are. sweet Braves. Um, Harper, this is going to drop a couple of days before the next Wildcat show at Butch Dewey Gym in Kenner. That's right. So April, August the 3rd. August Butch 3rd, dog. 7 p.m. bell time, right? That's what right. you got? What you got going on there? What, what's what's your uh, what's the House of Harper going to be doing there? You, you gotta wait and find out. That's really he talking that. in the building, pal. Well, <laughs> he says it all the time. <laughs> Leave him alone, Doc. Leave him alone, uh, yeah. Harper. I'm gonna get him riled up. How can they find out information? Where do they need to go on Facebook? Okay, I go don't... on Facebook slash Wildcat. <laughs> With a K slash uh, dot org dot com Facebook. Holy shit. What? Mike, my, my computer just came on. Well, it's uh, a little late for that, but okay. <laughs> it ran for three and a half hours and then just popped. I heard the noise. It just popped on. Let's do the I show. Doing an update, man. Let's do the show. That long? I, it, I don't know, man. Doc, Doc. Doc is a cheap bastard. He talks about me, but he gets fucking $50 laptops, and then he wonders why they, they got viruses and all kind of bullshit with them. I anyway, live in the big house on the big side of town, and it ain't about spending $1,000 on a laptop. And you know what else? If you want me to cut a real Arn Anderson promo, you know, nobody's going to do a GoFundMe for me to get a, a laptop replacement like they did you. So I got to fucking live out here in this world to make things happen. Yeah, dick. Dick. Hopper, how did they find Wildcat on Facebook? I was you go on a feed on, promo. On he face- can't cut a promo on this shit. I don't even think he works for Wildcat. I don't think I do either. <laughs> <laughs> go on Facebook. Type in Wildcat with the K and, and all your answers will be fucking all your questions will be answered. All right. <laughs> if you play but your cards right. <laughs> Doc, you got anything else for Message Luke Hawks. Send Luke Luke a DM. DM Luke Hawks. He'll answer them for you, right? Get back to me. He will answer them. Yes. 
Oh, Doc, you got anything before we get out of here? I don't know. We could keep going, man. I'm feeling fresh. Our new strategy of keeping me fresh. I, I'm ready for the finish. What's the finish? <laughs> Let's go to the finish. I'm ready. What are we going to do? Let's go to the finish. Hopper hit the tagline and take us home. Fuck it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the show's drop. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff too, but it's a good show. They're friends of mine, so please support them because they support us. Also, check out our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys. And we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, it's definitely a great thing that you do for us and, and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. 
Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blasty, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, at Ryan in Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin Underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch.